looking upon them, saith with men, it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Now, there's a lot that could fit into that verse. Obviously, there's a setting of this verse in Scripture, and he said in verse 24, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looking upon them, with men it is impossible but not with God, for with God all things are possible. So whatever looks impossible, God makes possible, whatever it may be in your life. But tonight, our focus being on uh, the subject of healing, uh, then we will focus on that and endeavor to communicate uh, from the Word that No matter what you're facing physically, uh, there is power with God. And with men, it may be impossible, but not with God. For with God, and thankfully we are with Him and He is with us. And not only is He with us, He's in us. Not only is He in us, He's for us. So God is with you, for you, in you. It is well. Praise the Lord. With God, all things are possible. So we see this here in Mark's gospel in verse 27. Then you can see the same setting again in Luke in 18, verse 27. He said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Say it again, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So there are things impossible with men, but there's nothing impossible with God. And then Matthew's gospel, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So understanding that God can do anything, and with Him all things are possible... No matter what the physical condition, uh, God can turn it around and God can heal your body. Well, also, I believe God can restore your soul. He, the Lord is my shepherd. He restoreth. He restores my soul. So people are not only broken physically, but many times people are broken Mentally, emotionally, they've been affected by the things that have occurred in their life. But nevertheless, God can turn that around. But with men, it may be impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. So no matter what you're facing in life, you can trust in Him. Because He has the power to do it. He has the ability to do it. And He has the goodness to do it. He has a love to do it. He has a want to to do it. He wills to do it. It is his desire to do it. 
So we're in a good position. I mean, just being in that position, knowing that God is good and that God is faithful, God is loving, God is kind, God wants to do things for us like heal our bodies. Thank you, Jesus. And we have looked at a number of different scriptures uh, on this subject of divine healing. So we have seen, I believe, for those of us that have been around listening and uh, paying attention, I believe that we have seen clearly that healing was provided for us in the redemptive work of Christ. So if indeed it was provided for us in the redemptive work of Christ, it must be the will of God. Amen. Because if it was provided in the redemptive work of Christ, it is for everyone. It is for any time. And uh, it'll work anywhere. Praise God. So healing is the will of God. One of the uh, messages that we taught on Sunday morning was, uh, it is my will. Remember, it is my will. It is the will of God. So understanding that it is the will of God, then that that being a basis for your uh, faith, because faith is based on the known will of God. If we don't know or have confidence, then it's hard to believe something you don't have confidence in, obviously. So understanding it is the will of God, and he has the power to do it, not only the want to, the will to, but the power and the ability to heal our bodies, restore our souls. So with God, all things are possible. I'm going to give you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 6. In Hebrews chapter 6, and we'll go to verse 18. Somebody may think of this, so we'll just look at it. It said that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Now, we just read it was, with God, all things are possible, but you have to put that in the light of who God is, right? Because in this verse, he said, it was impossible for God to lie. So God cannot lie, so you have to understand all things are possible with God in the sense of all things are possible with God in the confines of His or in the context of His goodness and in the context of His character because God cannot lie, He will not lie, Uh, He is not a liar, the devil is a liar. In contrast to the devil, the devil is a liar. He's a thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But God is a God of truth and without iniquity. And just and right is he. He cannot lie because he is truth itself. And so anything outside of God's character, certainly God would not do. But anything within his character and within his desire to do his will to do out of love for humanity and love for hum, uh, human beings and in love for you. Praise God. Because sometimes we make it so big we forget it actually is about us. You know, as an individual, God loves you and he cares about you. So with God, all things are possible. Anything can happen with God. No matter what the condition may be, God can heal your body and set you free. Amen? And so... Uh, I will emphasize again that God 
loves you, and God not only wants to heal your body, but he wants to restore your soul. And so if you're in pain emotionally and mentally because of things that have occurred in your life, no matter what that may be, just know that God loves you and he's thinking about you. I said he loves you and he's thinking about you. The reason I'm saying that is because I believe he was talking to me on the front row right there that he's talking to you tonight. He loves you. He's thinking about you. If he prompts me, then he's thinking about you, right? So Holy Spirit wants you to have assurance that he is the restorer. He is the restorer of broken health. He is the restorer of broken souls. And he will restore. In fact, the book of Joel, it says, I will restore. I will restore. God declares, I will restore. Don't you love God? He says, I will restore. He didn't say, well, I'll think about it. Uh, We'll see what we can work out. It depends on how my day goes. I don't know if I can fit that in my schedule. No, he just says, I will do it. Remember when the centurion uh, was uh, telling Jesus that his uh, servant was at home sick of the palsy, Jesus' first response was this, I will come and heal him. I mean, Jesus didn't say, well, you know, you wonder what he has done so wrong. I mean, I wonder what he, had, he has done to cause this affliction to come on his life. He didn't say, well, I'm not sure he's worthy. or I, He didn't say anything, but I will come and heal him. So his immediate response was, I want to do this, and I'm going to go do it. Of course, the centurion said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. He said, just speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. But Jesus' immediate response is, I will come and heal him. And you see, Jesus' response all through uh, the Gospels is that, I will. When the leper, what? If you will. I know you can, but if you will. He said, I will. I will. I do will it. I do desire it. One translation says, I do desire it with all my heart. Think about God's God's heart's pretty big. Thank you, Jesus. And he can take any of us into his heart, so to speak. He can can love any of us, no matter what our condition may be, no matter what a a situation we may be in, or no matter what trauma we have experienced in life, no matter what's going on in our past, God can love us and he can heal us. He can wrap us in his arms. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, the Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus. I remember one time I was, you know, honestly just kind of broken uh, because of what was going on in my church as a teenager. It was like I had finally tasted of the love of God. You know, I opened my heart to God wide open, and the Holy Spirit was flooding my heart and my mind with the love of God. And I I was experiencing God. As a teenager. Well, then, in that particular setting, uh, some people got real uh, upset with the pastor and started stirring up a bunch of stuff in the, in the church. And so, it was hurtful to see that because what I was finally tasting of as a Christian, as a believer, was the love of God. And so, I, I was like, 
what is going on? Why is this happening, you know? So I just remember they, they actually announced the pastor is voted out. In other words, they booting him, booted him out. Now, I don't know the whole picture. I'm just a teenager in the church that just got filled with the Holy Ghost and got so saturated with the love of God, I didn't at that moment know anything but love. And so now I'm seeing something other than. And it's almost like foreign to heaven. Because I was experiencing heaven. So this is so foreign to heaven. This is unlike Jesus. I don't have it all figured out, but it's just, I just know this is not like Jesus. This is not the love of God that I'm experiencing in my heart and in my soul and in my life right now. I just know this is not like Jesus. And so I was really broken by, by this moment in this church. So as a teenager, I walked down uh, after the church was dismissed, and I just went down into the basement, which basement, you know, was uh, where your Sunday school classes were, and I walked down there, and I walked into the restroom, and I just bellowed out to God, just out of my gut, out of my heart, and just cried out to God. So while I'm there in that place, in that restroom, so I went from upstairs down to the basement, and in that moment, God healed me. In other words, he restored me in the restroom from what happened in the sanctuary. So, it didn't change what had happened, but it changed my attitude. It, it healed and restored me of the pain that I had just experienced that was foreign to the God I had been introduced to and that I had met over and over again and spent time with in his presence over and over again. I know this is not Holy Spirit. This is not God's way of doing business. Do you follow me? So the Holy Spirit in a moment of time can not only heal your body, but the Holy Spirit can restore your soul. So I walked out of that restroom whole, not broken, not mad, not bitter, not angry. I walked out of there whole. I went in broken, but I came out whole in a matter of 15 minutes maybe. So the Holy Spirit has a way of restoring your soul as well as restoring your body. He can make you whole. Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody say, God is good. I don't know what you deal with in your life. I don't know what you've dealt with. I don't know what your pain is, but I know Jesus. And I know all things are possible with God. And I know he loves you enough to not leave you in your state or in your condition. I know he loves you. When you reach out to him, you call out to him, you cry out to him. That's simply all I did. I didn't have five teaching lessons to go through all five points. I had God, me and Holy Ghost, me and God. So either God is good or I'm confused about this whole deal. And he is good. Hallelujah. And he was good in the moment. And he healed me and restored my soul so that I didn't leave broken, mad, bitter, angry. Thank you, Jesus. Like a lot of other people in the church did. That's what my wife said, and it's true. People get broken, and they get bitter, and they get angry, and, and they never get healed. But God. I said, but God. 
God's in the healing business. Amen. He's a healer, the restorer of your soul as well as your physical body. So with God, all things, somebody say, are possible. So the only thing that is impossible for God to do is something outside of his character, which would be to lie or to destroy or to hurt people. No, God is a restorer. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Praise God. Somebody say, God is good. Say it again. God is good. God is good. One more time. God is good. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. The Lord is good. We're going to go to Mark chapter 9. We'll begin with verse 17. Mark chapter 9, verse 17. It says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to your disciples, and they could not cast him out, and they, that they should cast him out, and they could not. <coughs> so he's, Lord, I've asked your disciples to, uh, cast a demon out, and they couldn't do it. And he answered, or answered him, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. You know, in the, in the natural, this is occurring. I mean, this is a spiritual event as far as demonic, and yet all this is happening to this, this person, this child, right? Well, there's a lot of people that are being torn and ripped and without any physical demonstration that you may or may not be aware of because demons like to tear people. Demons like to destroy people's lives, destroy them emotionally, mentally, physically. But in this case, he says he's, he saw him straight with the spirit, tear him, and fell on the ground, and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And you know the demons are mean, or the devil is a mean devil when he picks on kids. Right? When he picks on children. You know, he's, a, he's just a sorry, no good devil. So, he said, from a child. And oftentimes, it, it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can do anything. I mean, that's, you know, not necessarily the prayer that we would probably pray. Unless we were in a desperate position. And this, this man, this father, is desperate, isn't he? So he said, if you can do anything, all, uh, he said, help us. Have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. If you can believe, all things are possible 
to him that believeth. So now this man is saying, Lord, if you can do anything. And Jesus said, you can activate it. Right? He said, basically, you can activate what you want me to do. I can do this, but I need your activation. I need you to do something. So now, the response Jesus gives him, he says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, we have read scripture after scripture, and at least quoted them, that with God, with men it may be impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. So anything is possible with God, so Now, this man is saying, if you can do anything, Lord, if you can do anything, help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. So, it just really doesn't take as much as people think. Jesus said, if you have faith faith as a grain of mustard seed. uh, Remember, our first trip to Israel was, uh, was in 98. In 1998, you didn't know I was that young, did you? All right, so, so, so 1998, so we went to Israel, uh, and uh, they would sell you these, or tried to sell them. I didn't buy any, but you know, I saw it, and I, I got that. So they'd say, try to sell you a, a little bag of mustard seed, a little tiny seed. But Jesus said, it's a little tiny seed. But if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, I mean, anything is possible just with a little bit of faith that is utilized. He said that little seed can produce a whole tree. A little seed can produce a whole tree, and the birds of the air come lodge in the tree. Well, it doesn't take much. It's just what you have. What do you do with it? Faith that is activated releases the power of God. Faith that is dormant does nothing. But actually, uh, James talks about it being dead faith, which, what does that mean? That, that means it's not acted upon. It's because uh, in the whole context of James, you see that he, he starts saying, if you be doers of the word, not hearers only. And then he talks about uh, acting or doing Instead of just hearing, and so he goes through this uh, discourse about action and how important your action is. Because if you just uh, just uh, sit there on your faith, it's like people say they're sitting on their hands. In other words, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting on their hands. They're not moving. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> My brother, <laughs> Pastor Andy. Uh, worked with my brother, uh, Tony. He was a home builder. And t- Tony was a hard worker. It was kind of in our DNA, I think, myself and my brother and my other brother. My other brother, Tony. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so my, uh, my, <laughs> my other brother, Daryl. And so, uh, so, anyway, he worked with him a little bit. So he got a taste of what, what uh, pace that Tony liked to work. And, and like to motivate you to work. And so if people would get cold, he'd say, well, pick up that heater. 
You know, so people want to stand around the fire and they didn't want, <laughs> I'm cold. He said, well, pick up that heater. That meant pick up your hammer and start moving. You'll warm up. <laughs> and so, in other words, just a little more action. It might uh, warm you up a bit. It might stir up your spirit. A little more action might get you going. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it was snowing. <laughs> It was snowing. He said, pick up that heater. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of a little bit of inside joke here. So, so bottom line is he liked action. But, you know, that's a little bit like the father. He likes action. He likes movement. He likes you acting like you believe him as well as uh, believing you must act. And the first Act is moving your mouth, saying something, speaking the Word of God, declaring what you believe. And so here, Jesus is saying, if you can believe, all things are possible. Thank you, Jesus. All things are possible. Everybody say, all things are possible to him that believes. In other words, your faith causes God's power to be directed to you. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, uh, special forces, they go in and they let somebody know, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to hit. Pow, take it out. So the Holy Spirit, praise God, gives you a spirit of faith. And the Word of God gives you a spirit of faith. And when you start acting on the Word of God, God says, Right there is the target. But this target is for your healing. This target is for your deliverance. This target is for restoration. In other words, when God targets you, it's for your good. Amen? Not to destroy you. We saw that the devil is trying to destroy this child, destroy this young man. And God, he turns the thing around. And he said, the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life. So God turns that thing around. And he targets you for good. And your faith puts a target right on your chest. Hallelujah. That says, you are where I am going to hit with the goodness of God and the blessing of God and the healing of God and the restoration of God. And that's what I'm going to hit right now. And Holy Spirit is sent in to say, this is the place. Holy Spirit is one of those special forces. Said, this is the place. This is what we're going to hit. This is the target. We're going to take the devil out right now. Praise God. We're going to take sickness out right now. Thank you, Jesus. So they can put a bomb in your living room, on your table. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if the military can do that, just think about what God can do. I said, if the military can do that, what can God do? He can hit you with a supernatural intervention of his power, and he can blow sickness right out of your body, blow depression right out of your mind, blow things that the devil has built for years. Often, he's thrown him into the fire. Often. I mean, the devil has been trying to destroy this kid, but he's still alive. Jesus said, since he's still alive, I think we can turn this baby around. We can turn some things around. And deliverance came as a result of somebody believing God. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible. To him. To them, to that person that believes anything is possible. Glory to God forever. Somebody say, I believe God. 
Hallelujah. More specifically, what do you believe God for? Because that's what you need to do is to cl clearly define what you're believing for. And if you clearly define what you're believing for, then you are a clearer target for the goodness of God and the blessing of God. And whatever you need is coming your way. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, <coughs> he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, If you will, please leave. No, he said, You dumb, deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Come out of him and enter no more into him. In other words, you leave this child alone. You leave him alone. Leave him now in Jesus' name. Obviously, I'm adding that. Hallelujah. And the Spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Young man was healed, delivered, set free, restored, praise God, physically, mentally, emotionally, his whole being totally restored. What the devil meant to destroy his spirit, his soul, his body, Jesus just restored in a moment of time. Devil left, demons left, and Jesus showed up. The power of God is real. Thank you, Jesus. I said the power of God is real. I mean, the young lady that just testified on the, on the video, the power of God, a teenage life, the Holy Spirit in coming in and ministering healing to her body and restoring her. You know, it's not only pain in her body, but emotional pain that she's experiencing, but God healed her in a moment of time. Didn't take 30 minutes, one hour, 15 hours, two weeks, three months, one year. No, in a moment of time, Jesus came in and healed her and restored her and relieved her of her pain. Thank God for Jesus. He is the healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God hasn't changed his mind about being good. He was good all the while. He's just waiting for us to believe that he's good and receive his goodness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is good. Say it again. God is good. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lady in our church, and I'd let her tell her own testimony, but uh, she, for years she's been dealing with something similar that was described on the video with this young lady. What's her name? Kylie. And uh, so for years she's been dealing with that. But just recently, she's healed. No more pain. Man, you've been dealing with pain for years, year after year. And she'd go to work. She's in pain, but she'd work anyway. <coughs> Claim her healing. Do everything she knew to do. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God she's healed today. No pain today. Happy, 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 happy. Full of joy. Praise God. You know, if God sets you free from sickness and pain, it makes you happy. 
When you've been in pain for years, it makes you happy to know God is a good God and He has restored your body and He made you whole. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He said, all things are possible to him that believes. In other words, God is aiming at you. When you're a believer, he's aiming at you with his healing virtue, his goodness, his power is coming your way. I mean, she had many times she could have just given in to it, but she kept fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. She kept fighting the good fight of faith. And if you keep fighting the good fight of faith, you'll come out on the other side. Here we got a good report that God has performed his word and it is over. Hallelujah. Those days are gone. And he said, don't come back. So part of your faith is believing that you receive it and receiving the power of God. And then part of your faith is you're not coming back either. Pastor Andy mentioned Dodie Osteen. And for years, I mean, you know, she, she had this liver disease, liver cancer. And uh, so uh, she got to the point there was absolutely no hope. <coughs> Doctors gave up on her. Not anything else we could do. She's a small stature lady to start with, but she was just like really down to skin and bones. Very. All right, stage four cancer, liver cancer. So John Osteen finally said, well, just take her home. There's nothing else they can do. So he took her home. But she had pictures of her, her wedding pictures when she was happy and healthy. She posted those wedding pictures and pictures of herself when she was whole and sound physically. So she'd look at those pictures instead of what she was seeing in the mirror. Thank you, Jesus. Your visual is important. And so what comes in your eye gate? What comes in your ear gate? And so, so then she meditated on the Word of God every day. Thank you, Jesus. The same God that healed Dodie Osteen is the same God that can heal you. His word, he sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Come on, she got healed of liver cancer. And way outlived her husband, John Osteen. Still living today and does healing meetings all the time. And trains other people to pray for the sick. This met a lady recently. She works with Dodie Osteen in, in the church there. And, and, and she has trained others to pray for the sick. <coughs> she even has a drive-through healing ministry. Serious. They drive up. She prays with them. Prays for healing. Keep going. She's full of energy. In her 80s. Full of energy. Praise God. Has a testimony of the grace of God. Has a te and, and, and not weary, just happy as can be to pray for the sick, heal the sick all the time. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. She could easily just sit back and do nothing. I mean, in the natural, you understand. Financially, I'm sure she was well set. She could have done whatever she wanted to do, go anywhere she wanted to go, live anywhere she wanted to live, but she just stayed right with it, did ministry, and still doing ministry today, healing the sick all the time. Jesus using her. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? 
Because she loves people. She loves Jesus and wants to see people healed. When you've been healed, you want other people to be healed. If when you've experienced God in your life, you want other people to experience God in their life. You want them to have some of the goodness of God. You want them to taste of the goodness of God just like you've tasted in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the word. Somebody say, thank God for the word. Somebody say it again. Thank God for the word. All right. So what does she do? She still, to this day, last I heard, and I'm sure she's not quit a bit, she still, to this day, meditates on the same scriptures that got her healed. So, just so you know, devil, you're not coming back here. Hallelujah. What faith makes you whole, same faith will keep you whole. Hallelujah to Jesus. Same faith that made you whole. It's the same faith that will keep you whole. Because the devil will put fear on you that you can't get healed. Then after you get healed, he'll try to tell you, you're not going to stay healed. He tried that on Brother Hagin. He did. He said, now that you've been healed. After he'd gotten healed, supernaturally, raised up. He said, now you've been healed. The Lord has healed you. But now it's your time to die. Now you're going to die. And even quoted the scripture to it. <laughs> it's appointed unto man wants to die. Doesn't even say anything about the time to die, but he made it sound like today is your day. The time has come. He's a, he's a devil of fear. And so if he can't get you to fear or keep you sick by fear, he'll try to put fear on you like it's coming back. Thank you. <laughs> so, so here he's, Brother Hagen said this. He said, the thing that set him free of that fear, that that sickness, because he had a fear after he'd been healed. According to Mark eleven twenty four, 24, <coughs> he prayed the prayer of faith on the bed of sickness. God raised him up. He said, but for years he had it. It's like a fear that dogged his tracks. It was like a puppy dog following him. You know how a dog will follow you around? If you don't know that, you don't know much about dogs. All right, so dogs will just follow you, right? And so he said, like a dog would just follow you around. He said, it was like a fear that just followed him mentally. That that sickness, that deformed heart, incurable blood disease, paralyzed condition would come back on him. But when he saw healing was in redemption, I said, that's why I emphasize so strongly about healing and redemption because I see the power of your faith when you understand and you know that healing was provided in redemption. Then you are convinced the devil has no right to keep sickness on your life. He has no right so he can say whatever he wants to say, but he's a liar. He's a thief, yeah. right? So once Brother Hagin saw that, he said it set him free. It was like that, that demonic fear that would try to dog his tracks left. It shut the door on the devil. And so everybody has to shut the door on the devil 
in their life. And the Word of God will shut the door on him, kick him out first, shut the door. What what does Ephesians 4 say? Neither give place to the devil. In other words, don't leave the door open. Don't let it hang open and don't even leave a crack in the door. Because if you leave a crack, critters get in, right? (coughs) Little snakes slither in. Things come in when you leave the door cracked. Thank you, Jesus. But if you just go ahead and shut the door and say, devil, no more. Hallelujah. So Jesus evicted the demon Demon in, in, this, uh, in this life, but then he said, and come no more. Hallelujah. So when the devil comes back to you and tries to mess with your mind, you say, no, I remember. I remember Jesus. Jesus bore my sickness. He carried my pains. Jesus bore it for me. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement to give me peace was on him, so I have peace in my soul. Hallelujah. And with his stripes, we are healed. So I remember Jesus. If you don't forget him, he won't forget you. I said, if you don't forget him, he won't forget you. He said, forget not all my benefits. Do not forget all my benefits. What, what are they? In, this, in that context, Psalm 103, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who what heals all thy diseases. Forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Remember, remember the Lord. Remember God. Remember Him. Remember Jesus. Remember who he is and how good he is. Remember how good God is. If he's ever healed you before, he'll do it again. Hallelujah. I said, if he's ever healed you before, he'll do it again. He is a good God, and healing is the will of God, and good things happen for those who dare to believe. Simply, with God, all things are possible. With men, it may be impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things are possible. Anything can happen when a man or a woman believes God. Anything is possible. God can do it. We'll do it for anyone who will believe. Praise God. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that... (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. Hallelujah. I said, all things are possible to him that believes. So God, just when you you hold your faith up, God says, that's my target. Take the devil out. Hallelujah. Take sickness out. Take disease out. Take pain out. Take demons out. Take them out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God forever. Yeah, me too. That's how I feel. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. How many believe God in this place tonight? That Jesus is Lord. Jesus is healer. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're not backing up on this deal. We're not backing up. We're moving forward. We believe God that it shall be even as it was told you. Just like he said. What he said in his word. Actually, the scripture said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. It's the word of God he's talking about. When he says, we have a more sure word of prophecy. I believe in the spirit of prophecy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God the Holy Spirit can come and speak a word. Thank God forever. And heal somebody just off that word. But we have a more sure word of prophecy in the word of God. All we need to do is look at it, hear it, speak it until we are convinced of it. And we get like Abraham, we're fully persuaded that what he has promised, he's able also to perform, that he's going to do what he said he would do. God is not a man that he should lie. He cannot lie. And with God, all things are possible. And all things are possible to those who believe. Hallelujah. Those who believe shall be relieved from their disease. Amen. I said, those who believe shall be relieved of their disease. God can turn it around, and he'll turn it around for you. If he'll do it for anybody, he'll do it for you because he's a good God, and he loves you as much as he loves anybody. He loves you, cares for you, and he will heal you just like he'll heal anybody. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. We ought to praise him a little bit. Go ahead. Stand on your feet. Praise God. For he is the healer. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a good God, and he hasn't stopped being good. <laughs> if you heal Dodie Osteen, he'll heal you. If you heal anybody, he'll heal you. Glory to God. Glory to God. If he'll heal Kenneth Hagin, he'll heal you. Kenneth Hagin was just a young boy laying on a bed. That reached out in faith to believe God and believe what he said. I said he was just a little young boy laying on a bed, but he reached out in faith to believe what God said. And when he did, God responded to his cry, responded to his spirit of faith, and God healed him and raised him up and made him a sign to this generation and generations to come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. He said, all things are possible. <laughs> he, said, he said, all things are possible to him that believeth. Think about it. All things are possible to him that believeth. How many believers do I have in the room right now? Go ahead and praise God. You're a believer. I'm a believer. We're not a doubter. We're believers. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This message is for you, but this message is for people God will send you to. I said this message is for you, but this message is for people he'll send you to. Hallelujah to Jesus. The word of God is for you, but it's for others too. Amen. It's somebody God's going to use you to minister to. 
I said, somebody. I mean, you need a spirit of faith to receive for yourself, but you need a spirit of faith to go out and minister to somebody else and, and, and just urge them to believe and urge them to receive the goodness of God for their life. Amen? Somebody say, Jesus is the healer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's another So if all things are possible, there's not a disease that he cannot heal. If all things are possible, there's not a sickness that he cannot heal. If all things are possible, there is not a tumor that cannot be removed. If all things are possible, there's not a cancer that cannot be dissolved. I said, if all things are possible, it doesn't matter what the issue is. God can put you, put a target on you when you believe him, and he knocks it out. He takes it out. I believe God's going to take some stuff out tonight. Take some stuff out. Glory to God. Somebody say, he's taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Trina Hankins had that tumor 27 years ago. While she, when she was, they were believing God and speaking the word and speaking to that tumor. When they went in to do the surgery, uh, they couldn't find it. What happened? God took it out. Hallelujah. He took it out. He made it happen. He took it out. <laughs> How can you explain it? Uh, she believed God, that's all. Hallelujah. I said she just believed God, and that's what happened. Praise the Lord. You do the believing, God will do the performing. I said, you do the believing, God will do the performing. I said, you do the believing, God will do the performing. I said, you'll do the believing, God will do the performing. I said, you do the believing, God will do the performing. There, there, there's uh, hundreds of people that will go to the doctor this week that could be here tonight. But it takes faith to come to church. It takes faith to come and receive healing, right? But, they, you know, they'll go to the doctor and spend hours waiting on them. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. You have to believe God. You have to make some steps. Acts of faith. Hallelujah. You're in the room. That says something about you. Hallelujah. I said that says something about you. You come to receive. You come to believe. You come to expect.